Everybody, welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic with your host, Kyle Dunbar. And today I have an Ink Master contestant, Creepy Jason, with us, keeping me relevant. Once again, thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, I see, I'm doing this to help keep me relevant. <laughs> shit, dude, you just got you just got off of the latest season. Yeah, but you know that you're as relevant fast. as they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it can't. It does. It's like you gotta you gotta stay on top of it, man. And otherwise, it fucking goes away. You've already experienced this. Uh, yeah, because I was on in 2019, and you you could definitely see diminishing returns on your social media. If you're not grinding it, man, you know, you got to keep yourself in the spotlight if that's where you want to stay. It's it's active. You have to keep doing it. Yes. It's almost unfortunate. It really like, is, man. You know, like I, I miss the days of tattooing when like the, the, the best thing you could hope for was getting in a tattoo magazine and you didn't have to be a persona. Have you been tattooing that long? 17 years, almost 18 years now. Oh, yes. Then you remember the tattoo mags and how important yeah, they once were. Yeah, I mean, I remember my first time seeing one of my tattoos in them. I still have it framed up in my shop because it was a fucking huge deal. <laughs> you were the biggest person in your town that week, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, at least in the shop, you know, they were all jealous of shit, you know. Fuck them. Did you put a gold? Uh, what kind of what kind of frame did it go in? Oh, it went in like in a shadow box, you know. So I get like a picture and <laughs> the and the cover together, you know. And, and you know the the sketch for the tattoo was in there, so it's fucking awesome. Love it. I love it. I do. Um, because, yeah, man, that's part of our history, ain't it? I mean, if we've been grinding it this long. Yeah, it seems like ancient history at this point, and it wasn't even that long ago. Creepy Jason, let me do a few things. Uh, we we want to get into to a lot of, and I understand you, obviously, you were there, so you have a lot of the behind the scenes and a lot of knowledge that a lot of us don't about season 14. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, and I know there's a lot, boy, there's so much to unpack. I can't wait to get to it, but let's do a couple of things first. If you don't mind, let's go over kind of where you're at now. Um, cause I understand you're working on some role-playing games, right? Like the magic gathering kind of thing or. Uh, essentially. Yeah. It's like a tabletop RPG. This is like my big side project outside of tattooing that I can express my creativity. in. you know, you do mm -hmm. one tattoo for one person. That's it. But you do a board game. People play that after I die. You know, they'll be playing that for generations. I follow. That's uh, is is this where can we follow that progress at? Right now, you can just follow it on the Instagram, which is dystopian underscore nights. Um, and then there is like a link to it on my website, creepyjason.com. Uh, creepyjason.com. You got that white website? Uh, easy to remember, man. Yep, creepyjason.com. Nice, nice. You're lucky too, man. I wanted anybody smart. Anytime this um, the Ink Master comes out, they should just buy up all those domains. Really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what's the <laughs> point of doing it if you're not gonna break? No, it's like you got to market that shit. It's so stressful. It's like if you're not gonna take advantage of being on television to brand yourself, then you're wasting your fucking time there. Yeah, and I think I've just figured it out. From every season from now on, I'm just gonna buy every domain that's open for any character that's on there and then i'll start soliciting to him like right i mean unfortunately they're not all characters you know you get dudes like me who are a fucking character then you get you know regular tattooers who don't turn themselves into a fucking novelty like i did <laughs> who are who name some of these non-novelty tattoo artists you were oh there most of them are like you get a lot of just like normal tattooers like on season 12 there's this dude jake ross he's just a good tattooer you know he, he didn't turn himself into a cartoon character like dudes like he did <laughs> yeah. well it sounds boring 
really you know just to be a normal dude come on it kind of is you know i mean when i saw that going into it in casting for season 12 they were like what do you want your name to be i was like can i be creepy jason and i was never really creepy jason before that but i was like i'm going to tv i want to be a character on television so i don't want to be myself on television that's fucking boring I find that to be a very dynamic and interesting part of the process because when I was on season three, it was like nobody was trying for any characters. We were really trying almost not to be, right? We were like, hey, you're trying to make me a character? Don't you dare make me famous. I don't want that. And then yeah. season four, I begin to see the changes of, of that. And then any seasons that I've been able to watch, um, a little bit of trauma still experiencing so oh, it was, I get it. <laughs> you get it yeah um so there was there was some trauma but um any season i've seen after that it's like they were more or more going towards it uh one of my favorite and i think one of the people who really cornered it earliest first was the god of tattooing oh st mark. mark okay yeah, mark. i was i was wondering yeah. if you could finish my sentence oh me. yeah yeah St. Mark, you dudes like St. Mark and Clean Rock is like the fucking king of developing his character over Ink Master. And that's kind of, he was like the archetype. He was like, I, I want to be Creep Rock One. That's my goal. Okay. So you weren't, um, this didn't come then from the God of Tattooing, who has uh, always been a character inside of his shop. Um, this came from Clean Rock more. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing again. Okay. Yeah. Same arc, you know, but it's, it is kind of weird when you set yourself up as this alternate character, like a, like a alter ego, but that's kind of what tattooing is like now, you know, it's, it's like, you got to be a little bit of a rock star to be a successful tattooer, which kind of fucking sucks. Cause it isn't just based on your talent anymore. It's based on your persona and your image. Well, I, I mean, I always like to compare things to the, the saying, the more they change, the more they stay the same. And I find, I see definitely where you're right, that now we have to be more of a character. But even going back, I just see it on a different scale almost, that there was a lot of talented artists that were not working as much as the character artists, if you will, or the people who allowed themselves to be Tony Tats or right. what, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, name yeah. it was that they then followed tattoos with. And, and that's who they then became. You're like, why is Sean Tats getting more work than this extremely talented person with no name? Right. Cause he's a, he's got a gimmick, you know, and you market it and that's like, that, it works. It's advertising. It's just stupid, but it's, it is. <laughs> It's why we're on the show, I guess. Um, it is. That's what I mean. And I have no problem like selling out, so to speak, and being on a uh, tattoo TV. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's certainly I, there was a backlash earlier on for some of us. Now, I remember dealing with um Jimmy Litwak explained it to me better than almost anybody. I feel like because he was saying, you know, he was high up when he came on the show. Oh, he yeah. added it an air of credibility to all of us there. And a lot of his friends were telling him, man, this thing's not good for it. It's, it's bad for tattooing. It's not the, you don't get to control how they view this show. Correct. And that was actually yeah. where he said, well, wait, the only way to control it is to be on it. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of my thought on it too, was like, I'm going to show people 
who I am and what I think tattooing is. I'm going to represent myself and how I enjoy tattooing personally. You feel you did pretty good at that? I think I did really good at that. Yeah. I think like my, my personality really kind of comes off on it and you know, I don't really take much seriously, uh, but I do take tattooing seriously. Yes. Um, I, I feel that too, honestly, I, I wouldn't want, let, let me give you a little compliment in that watching this season one dynamic character there's several dynamic characters but dude you were you were exactly what we've just talked about you knew the cameras were on it seemed as though you were playing up to it a bit oh yeah and and what i like about that is you were going there with a purpose to be this character so playing up to it is really just kind of you being you playing the character which i know is a paradox (laughs) but right meanwhile this season it seems as though they gave a lot of time for responses do do you follow they this season was i mean it was way more stressful than the previous one i was on um season 12 because it was entirely new Mm -hmm. it was a lot of new everything so i think there was still like working the bugs out behind the scenes uh, in front of the cameras, it definitely felt a little more pushed. Um, and they really weren't giving us more time to do everything. I just think everybody who was on it was from previous seasons. So we all knew the dog and pony show, man. We all knew right. how, how to act right on camera and give them what they want. Well, they also, it, every single thing, I mean, I, I almost saw this as a drawback. I don't know how the rest of the world sees it, but for my interest in it, they really worked at trying to give you guys so much time. So they're like, um, today's challenge is precision. And then everybody's got to be like, I mean, every one of everybody's got a response. And it seems like it goes on almost five minutes. I'm making that mount up, but of everybody saying, oh my God, precision. Oh my God, I've never thought oh, about having to do precision I, in my tattoos. Exactly. Yeah, like, act like that's new. Like, oh, wow, I've never done that before. Oh, Right. Yeah. yeah they, you do it, and then they're like, "All right, we need bigger reactions. Do it again." They're like, oh, "Okay." And then you, you do it again a third time. And you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, man." So yeah, between doing one take three times, you know, like they get enough out of all of us, they can cut it together. Mm-hmm. So they were back. for us. They actually filmed a lot of our reactions, but with nothing vocal. But they would film them in a very canned way. So they'd line us all up the way, you know, that they wanted it to look inside of the the village. And then they would say, okay, somebody just opened. I mean, this is a, a, a straight up line from the director. Somebody just opened a hot tuna fish sandwich next to you on the subway. Give yeah. your visual response. Th- did they do any of that? Uh, not in the new one. In season 12, okay. that's yeah. we did reactions before we started filming the actual scene you know but, but this but time this yeah, time they, they, they just switch it up yeah they just they just fed off of us because like i said they knew mm-hmm. we all knew what we were supposed to do so they didn't fuck around with doing reactions i follow i i, I almost felt that those it, it seemed that there wasn't audio involved and this is just for me possibly even just because i had that knowledge of how they filmed those canned reactions before it seemed less um it seemed more fake almost it seemed like you could see you guys really trying to come up with interesting ways to yeah. you know frame the same thing oh i'm scared of perspective today oh my yeah. god 
that's not all, Dave. Oh, no, I didn't see that coming. You know, and you roll your eyes really big. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Tell me, uh, Dave, Dave, do you feel he was really there? Was there any kind of actual correspondence or this is all in uh, Hollywood? He went to a green screen, filmed it all in one day. Uh, no, some of it was live. Some of it, he actually talked to us there. Oh, it was wow. like it was like that classic, like, uh, let's go to a reporter in the field. And it's like that two second delay when they have to respond to shit. Yes. Like, I, I was I was wondering because there was no delay that we see. But obviously they can edit that out. So there was times. So he was actually back and forth. With you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of it was pre-recorded. Some of it was live. Okay. That's nice though. I mean, uh, well, somewhat nice because you imagine that the guy's still getting right. paid the same, but however, it fits so conveniently into his schedule. Yeah, you're yeah, almost yeah. I was really kind of hoping he was going to show up in person <laughs> in the end, you know, like pull back the curtain, like the wizard of Oz coming out, but he didn't. Right. Oh, COVID. That was something that was new during your guys filming this season. Yeah. Cause I fucking got it during filming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I, I Someone told me that, that filming was actually shut down on one or two occasions for a couple of the contestants. It you was, must have been one of them. Yes. Yeah. It was me and uh, Katie McGowan. She got it first and I got it from her. And uh, she would have been booted off the show if she missed an elimination tattoo. And the night after a flash challenge, I get COVID. I get the results back and they call me, hey, you got COVID. The next day it would have been the tattoo that she would have missed. So I kind of saved her by being in the competition. Oh, I follow because then they uh, had a production had to shut down completely or. Yeah, because there's two of they said, if two of you get it, we're just going to run a quarantine. The two, whoever gets it stays in their hotel room. because We all had our own hotel rooms this time. Unlike before, we all live in a dorm, which was fucking right. cool for after hours when you're partying. This time we had our own hotel rooms to stay in, which is great when you want to jerk off by yourself. You don't got to do it all <laughs> in a sock and hope nobody hears. Uh, right. So yeah, I ended up getting it, and like I was like episode four is when I get it, and I'm already like beat the fuck up. I don't know. I think it's episode six, and I'm like, okay, oh, fuck, man. I'm like, I'm already like, it, it's wearing me down really quick this season. So I get COVID, and I'm like, cool, awesome. I'm gonna go home, and the showrunner calls me, and she's like, hey, good news, Jason. We're gonna quarantine. You get to stay here longer, not fucking do anything for ten days, and then we're gonna add more filming onto the end. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I want to fucking go home, man. I'm like so miserable right now. You're doing, you shouldn't be miserable though. You were doing great. I'm not wrong. I think that, I mean, well, we, we got our front runners. Uh, I think um, Gian and uh, DJ are, are, are always up there, but you're right there in the pack with all of them all the way through. I mean, I didn't know that at the time. I mean, and it took me some of a fucking idiot, apparently. I didn't realize there was like a an alliance as big as there was in this new season. And they were working <laughs> against me. That was that came to a shock to me when I saw it on television. But then I'm like, oh, it makes sense why I'm so <laughs> miserable because I feel like everybody's working against me. And they right. <laughs> people um, actually, I just talked with Andrea, too. Uh, she oh. just got tattooed by Bubba not too long ago in Nashville. I saw that, yeah. Um, she. You know, I got a bunch of questions to ask her about it, you know, uh -huh. and so I, I was very curious about about all of how they could do this now with COVID, with um, 
Well, with every, with everything they went through, my understanding became, you helped me out where you understand and you can clarify, yeah. but that they originally extended, expected this to be an international show with eight other contestants that we never saw. Yes, correct. That's what I that's what was sold to, I think, all of us, is that it was going to be all-stars, a team of all-stars versus a team of international tattooers. But I guess with COVID and getting people in and out of Canada, because the restrictions there were pretty, pretty tight. Uh, it just, they couldn't make it happen. And that's where they call up a couple of their Ink Master friends who have some time off and uh, and they ask them to be a part of it? Yeah, I guess they just dangle that carrot in front of a bunch of heads and see which one of us go for the bite again. <laughs> Surprising for me to see that, that so many people or, or that so many Ink Masters could have that time scheduled away. I can't wait to have some of those guys on or at least have some conversations with them. Um, to ask how it is that they were able to clear up their books. I know it's been a problem for a lot of people before. It was but a now huge that... problem. This okay. time. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they kept pushing, Because we were supposed to start filming well, uh, maybe a month and a half before we actually did. So I clear my schedule for the full, it was like seven weeks of filming. Cause I was like, if I'm going back, I'm going to be a finalist. So I clear that off and then and a half. So then I got to like bump all those people mm. again and then when I get there and I get sick, it's another it's 10 days, they bump out another week. And I'm like, fuck, man, I've already pushed these clients around like three times <laughs> around the filming schedule. It's like they're going to know some shit is up. It was, it was a fucking logistic oh, right. nightmare with my schedule. Because at the same time, you can't let your clients know where you're at or what you're doing. Yeah, they, they had no clue. I didn't I didn't post anything that I was going to be gone. I just disappeared. Wow. So did, did they were they understanding? Uh, after the fact, when they found out what happened, yeah, they were pretty understanding. They were like, oh, now we get it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's like, I couldn't say anything because I'm not going to violate my fucking NDA. That's the last thing I want to do is have uh, Andrea like beating down my door with some lawyers because yeah. I fucked up and said something. It's like $2 million, I believe, they try to get you. It's something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it laying around right now. Well, after the board game. Yeah, maybe after the board game. Yeah, and I'm going to be a board game tycoon. I can't wait. Um, moreover, uh, on Ink Master, I felt like you were doing a great job. You had personality, and I, I honestly, maybe I shouldn't, but I felt like you were the star of the show. I feel like you stole of of any recognition that's going on. We already know DJ. You know, we already know uh, Gian. They've already been on. We, we kind of know you, but your season. That was the season that got swept under the rug, wasn't it? No, it was the previous. Uh, the one after season 13 had no finale. That oh, I thought you were season. What, what season were you then? Season 12. I thought you were season yeah, 12. I was the, the 12 of the okay. Texas, you know, team of dudes, team of chicks. Okay. I, I do. I recall that one. Now I didn't see it again. Um, but I, I just about, binged I'm, this one last night. Uh-huh. And it's honestly, it's not bad. It's not bad. I honestly liked it and then it's at times i hated it because the, the mostly the canned reactions or not the canned reactions but the reactions watching and knowing that i've been in that situation 
watching people have to come up with a new way to be scared of something they already expect they would be doing. Right. It seems, seems so crazy that people would come to a competition and find out the rules of the competition and then be like, Oh damn, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. After I, that's my, probably one of my least favorite parts is having to force reactions to shit that you already know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to win $250,000 and the title of Nick master. <laughs> I didn't remember that from two days ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us. Oh, yeah, it's 250. <laughs> what what was your favorite part of the filming then? Oh, uh, my egg interview when I was getting ready to go home. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm still right on. You have not gone home. Oh, okay. Um, what yeah, my, what did you go home on? on? What contest? Uh, Which uh... finale? I, I took it to the end again. Spoiler yes. alert. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Um, I did understand that Gian also makes it to the finale. Is that true? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you and don't then have it must be DJ. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you see how good a tattoos he's doing, there's 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 no doubt that Gian was going to the finale. He's fucking that guy's super efficient at what he does. Man, I I was working. I was working on my Gian impersonation last night. I was getting it down. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some W's. <laughs> but I can't do it now. I can't. I got to watch him for a minute. But um, he's he's got a very unique way of speaking, doesn't he? He does. I love him. I I love the dude. He's like that. He, that's the big question: is what's Gian really like? Is he is he that much of an asshole? And I'm like, no. no. I was like, he's fucking. He's funny as shit. He's great to film with. He's just playing the game, and he got kind of the bad guy edit this time because someone has to be the bad guy. Right. Well, he was going after it too, right? He was kind of you putting are, himself out there for the bad guy edit. He's playing the game, man, and that's what you're supposed to fucking do. I think I've I've never seen Gian uh on the episode on, on I hadn't watched any of his episodes of Ink Master. I had only worked next to him on a few occasions, seen him at different conventions, hung out uh, with him. It, it, He's an awesome, extremely yeah, cool guy. Fun. Really happy around. Uh, I never got that. And then I would occasionally people would then say, well, what do you think of this Ink Master, that Ink Master, you know? And then they would bring up Gian. And they'd be like, he's kind of an asshole, huh? I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get that at all. I get the same with Josh um, Payne. Everybody tells me, oh, my God, I hated him. I'm like, I love that man. I, yeah, like, like, it's just a bad edit, man. They just make them look like assholes. Well, we are going there for a purpose, right? And we know that there's a competition and we know that the biggest thing that you get away from it is the recognition. So not being remembered. Did did they tell you that? They used to tell us that, hey, if nobody remembers you, what good was any of this? Did they tell you guys anything like that? No, but I knew that. I've, kind of Jimmy Litwalk, he helped me uh, with some pointers about shit like that going into my first season. Just said, be careful with what you say. You know, mm-hmm. this is your character. No, like, just give them all the time to want to be edited. Because if you say one dumb thing, it'll pop back up every fucking episode. They'll use it and use it. It's it's um it's interesting. He has helped he, he, more people <laughs> prepare for that show than I think anybody else. When I talk to so many different ink masters, they'll be like, "Well, I call it Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy gave me a couple of tips." And even while I was there. In season three, he was, I mean, there were a lot of down moments where you're just like, God, I'm, I'm on myself. You know, I'm feeling terrible. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's all this worth? And 
And should I maybe go home and stuff? And he always put it in perspective. At one point, he told me, Kyle, how much would you pay for a commercial to run for 30 seconds during Ink Masters for your tattoo shop? And that just put it all in reference right there, didn't it? I was like, okay, yeah. So how much would I actually pay to be a focus of the whole fucking show? This is worth well more than 100000 Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they told us when you were there, you're making a 45-minute long commercial for yourself. And that's what it was. Okay. And that's kind of how I went into, especially going back the second time. I was like, fuck, I'm going to go in there, big dick energy, and just try to control every scene that I'm in. Because how'd that work out? Worked out pretty good. Like I said, I was in season 14. I was in a lot of scenes. I'm fucking funny. I showed up and I'm getting in people's faces. And granted, a lot of it was kind of bullshitty. I was doing it just for the cameras, but it worked. Do people, now that they meet you, do they, hey, where's the head? Just like I did. Do they say, what about the shoes, man? Where's where's the character? Yeah, the character, I turn it off, man. Like I, said, it, I put it on when I go to conventions. I put it on. And if I'm doing like a podcast or doing video, I'll, I'll wear the hat sometimes. But it's nice to be able to take it off. It's like Superman putting the glasses on and then he becomes Clark Kent. You think you feel safer sometimes being, being Clark Kent then? Oh, 100%. I can go to shopping and uh, walking around. I put the fucking hat on and people recognize me. And Lex Luthor's not trying to figure out who I am. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to, to be able to to control the the character creepy Jason and then just be regular Jason when I want to be. Everybody in there you pretty much get along with. Was there anybody that you're like, fuck this dude? No, not really, man. This this new season we all got along really good and that's kind of the big problem with the show is that most of us tattooers do get along and then we have to act like we don't for the cameras yeah uh how real was it then when katie was going after gian uh it was all bullshit because <laughs> <It was all laughs> i feel like fun. she's getting up and i know katie she's a sweetheart She's, yeah. she's, I don't think I could be wrong, but she is not a physical person. She jumps up, she's going after you, and she's like, You yeah. don't physically fight me. And at one moment, you're like, Oh, that's serious. And then we never see anything more. It's like it cut away. Yeah. I feel like she probably busted up laughing, crossing the room or something. Am I pretty wrong? Much, pretty much. We, we were all trying to not <laughs> laugh. <laughs> okay. I love, well, see, success. You guys did a great job then, because I'm sure there's many people at home that are like, Man, that girl was about to beat that guy's ass. Yeah, that little dude. <laughs> no, yeah, that was all pretty. That was all just fun. Pulling the wool back, man, or pulling the curtain back. Yeah, man. We're seeing yeah. the man behind it. The great Oz is not so powerful. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we gotta, you gotta have fun there. What What's your uh, takeaways from the the group of people working conspiratorially? Uh, you know. Andrea always tells me that's a word she doesn't like to have associated with her, but literally there is a conspiracy of writers, um, of editors, and of production that are trying to get something. Whether or not it's working for you, I think depends on the storyline. Did you have any takeaways from that, from you know the, the, the feeling of these conspiring forces? Um, you mean like the story team, like trying to develop narrative? Yes. Because uh, oh. I see that you're already you already recognized that there was a conspiracy of sorts because of the alliance. But did you have any takeaways or any from um 
any feelings of like, man, th- these guys really want this story. They keep saying, they want me to fight with this person. They keep on mentioning. Oh, yeah, I mean, to a degree, because th- that's their product, man. That's what yeah. they have to sell is the drama and the story. And it, it's, I don't know have a problem doing that but i also like to control my own narratives and being like hey you know me and gian we're actually talking about the alliance now and uh next episode i think he wants to approach me and then and and i'm gonna say no but in the following episode i'll say yes so we're like trying to work out multi-episode story arcs amongst ourselves because if you can control your own narrative then you're gonna get you're gonna be presented better on television for for who you are and what you want to do genius genius it really is because yes, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and those forces are obviously going to be there. In some yeah. cases, even in my case, when I felt them originally, I felt that it was all wrong, you know, because I'm I'm there trying to compete is what I think, and I'm really to the, to figure out where I'm at, you know, and to open and broaden my horizons. So as I would feel the forces of a conspiracy, it would build up on me, but had I recognized that they were actually there for my benefit. And that all of that attention was was a benefit. I don't know that I would have ever tried to strike the guy, you know? I'm pretty sure I would have been like, oh, well, this is all good for me. Right. I mean, it kind of is. Like, there's no such thing as bad press. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, no, just right. going, going on the show alone, man, it doesn't matter what you do. But the more you do there, whether it's right or wrong, the more memorable you're going to be. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got... Uh, uh, Another, I don't know, six months and I'll be investing in, in Tesla. Right. <laughs> because there's no such thing as bad PR. This is just a downward slump and it's going to, it's going to get ready to skyrocket again. You know, That's I my know. yeah. any, what, what brings you to card games um, that you have such a love for them? I've always loved them. Like I've been playing board games and role-playing games like Magic and Dungeons and & Dragons since I was a kid, always read comic books. Um, before I was a tattooer, like I wanted to get into comic book art. Those guys don't get laid. Tattooers get laid. <laughs> so I went that route instead. Like but now, like, now that I got like the income and I can support myself comfortably, I can like, cool, maybe I can branch off creatively into something else, man, like dig my fingers into another project. And a couple years ago, I had idea of making my own board game and i just worked on it for a few years and now it become now it now it is like a real game it's like a world building what happens uh with with this board game now that that, i mean you're getting interest it's it's not obviously just a rip off of another game or you would be sued i'm guessing right um so this is so where does it go now you you've got you know interested people from ink masters but it's not really a tattoo related thing that has such easy transition from your fame. Do you follow me? Like, it seems like it, it's, uh, it, it takes some more convincing, some more marketing. Oh yeah. It's a completely different arena from tattooing. So it's, it's a whole other clientele base that I'm trying to tap into. So I won't just be bringing it to tattoo conventions. I'll be taking it to gaming conventions as well and trying to cross market the gaming side of what I like to do with the tattoo side of what I do. Have you been to gaming conventions before? Uh, only as a patron, not, not yes. as like a, a, as an exhibitor. I've never, I've never seen that. Um, certainly in card games, I apologize. I'm sure there's none needed, but it never excited me that much. Um, 
I'm guessing that when you go to these gaming conventions, that's the majority of it, though, is like Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Yeah. But that's that's I mean, there are a lot of tattooers who are also those guys, too. So there right. are a lot of cross networking between the two. But there's not uh, say Monopoly's not really there. No. Yeah. Yeah. Those like Parker Brothers kind of those games aren't really represented there. That's okay. it's more the shit that I'm doing. That's creative and weird and trying to push gaming to a, a new level. Do you 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 doing your own art? You're you're hiring out for art? Oh, I did um, all my own everything. The only thing I had to hire out for was the three D models for the figures because I can't three D model to save my life. I tried it once and I made something that looked like a prolapsed asshole. That was about it. <laughs> so I found some kid in Moscow who I outsourced all my modeling to and he was very efficient. Yeah, he has to be. He's working for the state there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's, uh, meanwhile, he's also sowing disruption inside of the American political system with memes, I imagine. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably looked really good to my... After FBI I do my state propagandist work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right to Moscow, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like, why does Jason fucking uh, paypal this dude in Moscow every week? For my podcast, I have one listener in Russia in moscow just one all of russia i mean we're, we're worldwide but russia's only one spot right in moscow i'm like man do i have to be careful of what i say about putin yeah yeah please do yeah Dude, I'm, <laughs> i got some internet so that's a good thing yeah i'm gonna find up some nova check on my doorway or something <laughs> yeah all right oh damn i shouldn't have said that huh no i'm not of course not i <laughs> yeah. don't imply that there's anything nefarious going on inside of that administration <laughs> yeah. moving right along um, so your takeaways all seem very positive uh your production experience with uh andrea and the like as well very positive uh i'd say they're positive now like coming off of the last season i was miserable but that's that's the game like i signed up for it so i can't really hate doing it what brought uh, the what brought that about the what the the misery the misery uh, yeah just the competition itself you know like it's it's stressful that's it's the competition mm -hmm. and then i didn't have really any allies there a lot of everybody else who came back had at least one friend i didn't have any fucking friends everybody's <laughs> working against me Is it... i'm like old like doing some of these flash challenges were just like painful physically on my fucking old man body and I just was like getting in my head. It was just, it was a whole lot of, it was a perfect. The, the COVID kind of helped them either. Is that, that really diminishes your energy uh, and all that. And usually it can last for music, weeks. After. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and that was halfway through filming. I got COVID. I go back into it after a 10 day quarantine and I'm like, fuck, man. I like, I really am not mentally prepared to be around all these other personalities on right. camera 12 hours a day again, like I'm fucking beat, exhausted. Oh, was, yeah, that that part was pretty horrible. You've watched the show now. What when when we see Katie for the first time make an excuse besides COVID for wearing a mask? <laughs> what the fuck did they leave that in for? I don't know. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that was the episode we came back. That was our first we, right. We and, quarantined for ten days, and then we come back and jump right into an elimination tattoo. And, she, and, we're, and it's neck tattoos on top of everything. So we're literally in people's faces. Breathing. Breathing yeah. on them. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm not wearing a mask. I can't tattoo on those fucking things. I hate them. So, but she was a lot more polite about it than I was. So good for her. <laughs> but then she was also 
I don't know. It's very polite. I love Kate. I don't want this to be taken wrong. But at the same time, not saying the actual reason. Now I'm going to wear this mask just for, you know, yeah, a well, thing. Just in case. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love. I don't know. I love that. I felt like maybe, um, maybe you guys give a, a actual reference for the thing we're going through. No, okay, we'll just move right along like it, like it, yeah, like it never in heaven. Yeah, it doesn't skip a beat. Like we we got COVID midway through episode six, and you can't even tell that that there was a ten day break filming one episode. Right, except for the extremely. I still don't understand why this it fucked with the flow. Just for her to say. I'm going to put on this mask. And then it seemed like it never was a, they never even showed her tattooing with it on. They may have, but it, 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 if, if she hadn't referenced, I'm putting this mask on. You wouldn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, and then it, oh, God bless me. Um, I find those kinds of things, those kind of decisions really interesting. Cause I always feel like there's like six or seven people around a table, not being able to make up their mind on, so do we show this part? Do we not show this part? And oh, then yeah. I, I would love to know, yeah, what happens in the editing room, like what how they're figuring out what to what to show and what not to show. I that would be invaluable actually as a contestant, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like then you can really control your narrative. The whole time you're kind of trying to read through the context, like what narrative are they going for? What are they thinking? Right. Oh, it's angry Kyle. All right. I yeah. got this one. <laughs> yeah. Creepy Kyle Jason, was... much yeah. better than angry Kyle. I'm gonna tell yeah. you, like, if you got a name to choice, angry Kyle is not gonna <laughs> lead you off in a, in a good direction for winning. Yeah. Creepy at least gets people to remember you, know that you're lurking in the shadows behind him. Yeah, I'm always stalking someone. Did you uh, did you ever put uh you know like I want this guy out. I'm going to work at this even behind the scenes perhaps or convince others to be on my alliance. It didn't seem like you had alliance, so I'm guessing no. No, yeah, I just went into this new season just trying to do what I do on my own. The previous season I was on, we did have an alliance. Um this time I was like fuck it, man. I just want to show up drink have a good time do tattoos and try to win this thing by myself foolish that, that was a mistake yeah <laughs> <That was> a <laughs> do mistake. you think do you think with um if you had crafted an alliance a bit more you you would have had a better chance i mean you are a finalist so really the only next level is win do you yeah. think you could have achieved that more easily had you had an alliance yeah because because not being on an alliance i got the shit into the stick many times and I think then that beat me down like week after week after week. And it, it's, it does. It, it wears on you more than you think it's going to. And then one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I'm fucking miserable now because yes. I'm getting to pick my own tattoos. I'm not getting to really spread my wings and show off like I want to because they're giving me crap every fucking week. So I think if I would have <laughs> had a couple weeks in a row where I got to do what I wanted to do and show off, I would have had a way better time. I would have probably excelled more than I did. I mean, I made it to the end, but it was, it felt like work getting there. Yeah. You think I, the confidence is everything for artists. I find for me, if I'm having a bad day, it can really show in my tattooing. And I really have to sometimes work hard to disassociate myself from whatever else is going on in my life and just really enjoy the concentration that goes into the tattoo so that it doesn't end up looking like how I feel at that moment. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and not just confidence, but passion. 
Like you have to be mm-hmm. okay. involved yeah. with what you're doing. You have to be in a good mood. You know, when you're fucking depressed and upset, it's hard to find the fuel that passions the art. Yeah. When Katie came up with her dragon on Asian Day. Yeah. I love Katie. I don't want this to be taken wrong. Hopefully she doesn't hear it, I guess. But that fucking dragon was busted. That tattoo was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. That yeah. thing was... I was like, ah. I was like, I was seeing it. I was like, cool. I like, at least I know I'm safe. But goddamn it, Katie, I wish it was better on that fucking tattoo. <laughs> it 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 was, but that's what I felt like. Here here is an example of that. Somebody who's been putting it all in and all in, and then just gets weakened by well, I guess the COVID probably just gone on too, but gets weakened by the lack of support and the the lack of confidence and passion, or or the lack of confidence then dwindles kills the passion and then she's just like i'm gonna try and skate through the day in with what i know katie to be capable of and her understanding of tattooing it just didn't seem to fit so i figured dude and here's another cool factoid for you that episode was a two-day episode so pull back the curtain here for normies it takes three days to make one episode so you do your flash is day one the tattoo is day two, and then critique and elimination is day three. Japanese day was a two-day episode. So we did the flash day, and then we had to draw overnight. And then we did tattooing, and then critique and elimination. You've so, seen it in her work. Yeah, the, so the, getting, the, getting that a... tattoo, there's no fucking way you're going to draw a dragon in a couple of fucking hours as a half sleeve. And then uh, it's feasibly the deck was stacked against her. So like the fact that she even came out with a tattoo to even do, like, props to her for that. What did they give you for reference and such? You had Google, you had um, Getty Images. What what did you have? Yeah, Google and Getty, yep. Okay. I, I wasn't sure, because what, what's to keep me from doing what every ink master that I'm aware of has done pri- prior? And by the ones I'm aware of, remember, please remember, I haven't really watched Beyond Five until I think it was nine or 10 and then it was intermittent, but everybody copied straight off Google. Like, so she could have possibly gone and just gotten a full dragon off of Google and then worked from that. Or was there uh do you think that would have come out in the judging? I don't think it would have come out in the judging, but I think it would have compromised her integrity and she didn't okay. do that. So, and I think yeah. that's good for her. Like I would rather lose drawing my own tattoo than win copying somebody else's. Yeah. Well, well, now the but the tattoo isn't in your preferred style, perhaps. So, isn't it better in that case as an ink master to reference to somebody who whose work you like? I mean, why the hell not? I mean, in the real world, we do it every day. Okay, yeah, that's my that's my argument. I guess there, yep. I never did while I was there, and then as I went back and watched, like I remembered painstakingly drawing everything and and then checking my proportions. Yep. And then rechecking because because it wasn't already created for me. And meanwhile, um, Scott and uh, and Joey, who are the winners from my two uh, prospective seasons, both of them, I don't know if they drew much of anything their whole season, but instead recreated. Yeah, you can fucking just trick. Now they got like, stamp. You just put a stamp on there, dude, and it's a pre-drawn koi fish or pre-drawn this. And oh, just- right. Yeah, so it's just like there's less and less drawing that's needed in tattooing every day. You mean like in my Procreate 
However, yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays it is such a common ass tattoo. And please, for the listening audience, understand your stopwatch or excuse me, your pocket watch tattoo is so fucking <laughs> commonplace inside of that. I am now taking a stamp. There was a time when I was like, I tried to make each one unique. I was like, I would search for a new pocket watch that I hadn't used prior. And then I would, you know, and you build up this thing. You even change the hands always. So it's somebody else's time of death or time of birth or whatever. And then, um, and, and then I would bring it to them. They're like, I like that one, but you know what one I really like. And then they would show you an image of one that you passed by because you had done it prior. Yeah. Yeah, that's why pocket watches are on my band list. <laughs> a good good man. Now, yeah. when the when a pocket watch goes on a wrist, is it still a pocket watch? It's a wrist watch, then I guess. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yep. <laughs> like that, it's not a pocket watch anymore. Um, yeah, fuck them things. But, I'm still but that's the, you're still not doing. What else is on your band list? Oh, the, uh, like basic bitch tats, like little black birds, fucking dandelions. I hate butterflies for some reason. Hate them. Uh, Hate them. Landscape tattoos. I like. I like to have tattoos with subject matters in it. Uh, lettering. I, I I almost refuse to put lettering in anything most of the time because I spell shit wrong. Very. <laughs> <laughs> that was my <laughs> very next question. Yeah, I mean, there's not a tattooer on the fucking planet who hasn't spelled some shit wrong in a tattoo before. We've all fucking done it before. It's the worst feeling in the world when you're yeah. zapping something and you look down. And you're like. Oh fuck, man! You try to cover it up with your hand so they don't notice it. Like, and, you're, <laughs> you're, and all you can think about is how am I going to fix this? As you're doing the rest of the letters, you're like, "Oh, this uh, sucks." <laughs> pure swamp ass. It just yeah, started. Just so immediate humidity in my ass cheeks. Yeah, what, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you're out there around Baltimore, right? You're in Baltimore, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm like a half an hour north in like the country side of Maryland. I'm doing a guest spot at Halo shop one day. Somebody talks me into doing some lettering on his tattoo, traditional tattoo. Um, it was Ben Franklin quote or something like that. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. I, I misspelled the word <gasps> you. I spelled it like a Korean that was pissed off about your dry cleaning bill. Why you owe. You oh no! Did, did you notice it before the you inked it in, or? I mean, like right after you know the uh, last letters going into you. I'm like, why does that you look so fucking weird? Uh, oh, because it's not a you. Because it's not a you. I, yeah. <laughs> I I've I have no idea. We um, I oh god, and the worst, of course, being at a guest spot, and then the second worst, being at a guest spot at Halo Shop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That That's kid like is beyond reason for ability, and uh, it's disgusting his his um his level that he achieves, and and here I am misspelling the most basic of shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it that way. You can't feel bad. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it eventually just becomes one of those. Yeah, I couldn't even com- I couldn't even really have this conversation with clients so much as i can have it with artists right yeah yes yeah because we all relate to it you know <laughs> yeah you'll be sympathetic be mortified you know but yeah, us yeah. they're like wait a sec i've done spelling before you know what i've never misspelled in my life was the word you <laughs> yeah three letters <laughs> there's like so few configurations to even fuck that up <laughs> like oh well yeah. Moving on. 
I, I got some questions here from online, if you don't mind me asking. Some of the Redditors are interested in, okay. in some questions here for you. And cool. I may have already gone over some of them, but I, I want to give them a chance to ask and, and say their name and give you a chance to respond, if you don't mind. Cool yeah, yeah, yeah. So a string of numbers or so asks, I'm kind of curious what he thinks, meaning you, of course, about the differences between his season and the recent one especially in terms of production, which is interesting to me because Ooh. maybe he's not aware that I guess maybe when he's saying your season, maybe he means 11 to four, or was it 11, right? 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 14. Yeah. Did you notice much difference? Oh, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge, huge. Cause season 12 season, like I think two or three through 13 were all filmed in Ironbound in New Jersey, mm -hmm. New Jersey, where, yeah. where it was, they, they had a system down for everything. It was a well-oiled machine for the most part. This season was all filmed in Vancouver. It was a new production. It was new sets. It was new cast. It was new everything. So there were a lot of hiccups, a lot of technical issues. Was there a uh, lot of new production assistants too? Or, yeah, there were a lot of, lot of new faces because okay. it was in Vancouver. So they had to hire a lot of Vancouverans, Vancouverites to be in the production. <laughs> So that was that was different. Um, Wait, this was in Va Vancouver, not Toronto. Yes, yeah, so it was filmed in Vancouver. Okay, I wasn't aware. That's, uh, that's which, actually where my family is from. Yeah, the food in Vancouver was horrible. <laughs> so what? also, yeah, I didn't have a good meal for like eight weeks. Maybe that was part of why I was miserable too. It was very bland. The food is very bland in Vancouver. I guess because now still you guys weren't on Washington. the island. You were on the mainland of Vancouver. We're on the right? mainland. Yeah, yeah. It's a very populated and very happening city usually i'm surprised they had bad food I i'm amazed I don't, I don't get it man we i didn't see the sunshine for i think the sun came out twice the whole time i was there it was 55 degrees and overcast every day this doesn't oh, help Lord. yeah yeah so with productions differences did was it uh you could feel kind of like problems too that, that you weren't even aware or not aware of but has nothing to do with your day-to-day, -day, but I'm guessing being new production assistants and such, that oh, there yeah, were a yeah. lot of communication errors and, and a lot of things that needed to be worked out. Yeah, just some hiccups. You know, It's a new production, so that's going to happen. But it, it sucks on our end when they're like, they wake us up at, you know, fuck, six o'clock in the morning, get us stressed, we got microphones on, a problem happens, and you're sitting in cast holding, which is which was just essentially a room for four mm -hmm. hours. We're just sitting there and just bullshitting with each other and like, fuck. and their, their energy levels go down and down and down. And then they fix it. You got to be on camera and you got to pick those energy levels back up. And we're fucking mainlining Red Bulls just to keep us going to most of the day. So it was a lot of, it's like a, a roller coaster of energy all, all day long, almost every day. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad at least they made hypodermics available and IVs available to you for the Red Bull. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. It, it was either that or butt chug them. So <laughs> And you didn't have enough tampons, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. And I just put the whole can right in there, just dump it out. Lucerna twenty six. You familiar with Lucerna? Isn't isn't that a country band? Oh hell, if I know. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Lucerna twenty six <laughs> says, given his job as a content creator and his participation in TTRPGs, role playing games. I'm guessing that is what is TT in that tabletop. Okay, right on. 
Nothing to do with transvestites. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about his position. See, that's why I was because he's curious next. I was like, he's curious about the transvestites and the role playing games. OK, maybe um, I am. don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm curious about his positions concerns on help me out here. W.O.T.C.O.G.L. 1.1. That's Wizards of the Coast, which is uh. <laughs> What's what's the other one? Which W O T C? Which of the coast? What are the other letters that are O G L? O G L. The fuck is O G L? Is that Wizards like of the Coast too? The W and the C are capital. In the O G L, everything's capital there. O G L response. Oh, I'm not, dude. I, I just found out about this the other day because I'm actually I'm working on another side project, the Dungeon and Dragons campaign for a platform called Pathfinder. And we had to pause it because Wizards of the Coast uh, is kind of big dicking, and they want uh, something to do with money. I don't even know what it is. I, I have no. I don't have a response to this because I'm not even like up to speed on all the Wizards of the Coast shit that's happening right now in the gaming industry. But some shit was going on enough. Some people are trying to, um, yes, like you yes. said, big dick it up. Like like we are the controlling faction. We are the Amazon. We are the Facebook. Fuck you, pay us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which of the coast? They're kind of like uh, I don't even know how to put it, man. They're they're like a big entity in gaming. They own a lot of shit, so I guess they're just kind of consuming more and more and more. I don't even know, and it's all it just comes down to money. That's what it is. They just want right. more more shit. Do, do you think that uh, you're low level? No offense, but I'm guessing. I really don't know. But you're you're low level. You're starting trying to market this new product of yours. Is there a concern that there will be competition from them that they won't want you to? That they'll try to water it down or anything like oh, that? Oh no, no, not at all. Because I'm like I'm okay. I'm small potatoes, man. I'm a first time designer. I'm just gonna go up on Kickstarter and crowdfund, and you know maybe. 10 years from now, they'd be like, oh, that fucking game, Dystopian Nights, is pretty cool. Let's buy it from Creepy Jason. So that's that's a possibility. Dystopian Nights. I like the name, too. Yeah, thanks. Also, what is his favorite school of magic is in tabletop RPGs? And if he could have one spell of each level IRL, what would he pick? <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know. Uh, like... <laughs> Because I play a sorcerer right now, too, and I just throw a lot of fucking fireballs around and a lot of uh, acid pits are really cool. I don't know. There's 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 so many like really stupid, weird spells that are out there that I don't even know. But yeah, is there I, a stupid, weird spell where I could make somebody taste their own ass? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the whole fight. <laughs> it could possibly you could diminish their roll ability because despite them rolling a high number, they still taste their own ass. They can't get away from that. It's a minus factor of three. I don't make an obvious. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That sounds that sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, This person, Lucerna 26, is very interesting. I just re realizing that his question that was three questions actually goes on because he's also curious. If you've done any collaboration with any other Ink Master contestants who preserve creative gaming projects. No, yeah, nothing. This is my my board game's a solo project, but I know there's other dorky tattooers from Ink Master, but we've never mm -hmm. done anything together. You're familiar with that Halo uh has drawn a couple he's he's a big fan of Magic the Gathering. I don't think he knows how to play it. He just Not likes really. the art. I could I, be wrong. I, he, I bet he does actually. You know, I'm talking smack. 
Um, I bet he knows how to play it. He he oftentimes knows nothing about the um the world of something, but only about the art of something. I don't think that's true with Magic the Gathering, though. Now I think about it. So like one time I'm talking to him and I'm like telling him about one of my favorite directors, Guillermo del Toro's Ooh. latest movie called Pan the, Pan's Labyrinth. Right. And I think it's beautiful the way they have when the hero heroine or hero is a young female like it was in Pan's Labyrinth. You're now confined in that body. You cannot like in some case you might be like, oh, that guy would try that. And I just bust him in his face because I'm a super tough guy. But now when you're like a, a 11 12 year old girl or when the the hero is now you have to empathize and now you're that character so there's a lot more weaknesses that you need to plan i'm talking about this movie with him and how just enamored i am with with the creator and he's saying yeah man i've never seen the movie or nothing i'm like okay yeah that makes sense really you've never seen and i start describing the monster and then i look at his banner behind him uh and the the dude with the eyeball hands from from pan's labyrinth yeah yep he had just tattooed that and liked it enough that he put it on his banner. So I'm like, wait, it's right fucking there. You've never seen this movie. He's like, That's no, the- I just I thought it yeah. was a Google. Just really liked the creature. Wow, really? I fucking love that Oh, it's fucking awesome. I'm a yeah. big fan of Guillermo del Toro. I have you watched all this Pinocchio yet? No, I haven't, man. I'm putting it off. Is it awesome? Mm, I'm I'm like uh, I I like it a lot. I haven't watched it all yet. I was watching it to see if it was going to be safe to watch with my granddaughter, who's who's just turned five. Probably and not. It, not so far. <laughs> it is safe, but there's a lot of like you you might have to answer some existential questions about life and death, possibly because like and, and possibly even about fascism. Is Guillermo likes to put fascism into his? Shit, oh you know, so. yeah, his themes are super deep, man, and he hides them under that really cool weird fantasy facade but heavy heavy tones in them well this is um so i'm watching i i i'm i'm liking it a lot i still don't know if it's a kids movie yet they appeal at some points to you're like like uh jiminy crickets in it he gets his head smashed by one of the monkeys with the two symbols Uh uh-huh kind of just like it's a funny bit and you're like that was definitely intended for a child and then prior to that though uh Geppetto yeah Geppetto loses his son like they have this long moment where you know they they bring you into this world where this guy just loves his son and then his son is taken from him in this terrible terrible way and you're like okay so I don't know if I want to have that conversation with my five-year-old granddaughter yeah man (laughs) it's deep shit dude like fucking Pan's Labyrinth has that the face the bottle smash scene yes I was and I'm sure a lot of parents took a lot of kids to see that film. And that scene pops up <laughs> in like the first act. It's like early on. It's like, holy shit, that sets a tone for the whole film. Now, when that scene went on, at least for me, um, like in Braveheart, the same, a similar feeling. I'm watching Braveheart. It's just a movie, like all movies at one point. And then they kill his wife. When you're thinking he's coming over the hill, he's going to save her at any moment. And then you're just like, oh, he's nowhere to be found. huh? Nope. He's not even yeah. close logistically yeah. he could never make it back and he's one dude he wouldn't have won the war anyways and at that moment i was like i'm watching the rest of this bitch and yeah. yeah the same thing with guillermo del toro's uh, pan's labyrinth when he found that wine bottle smashed dude's face in in front of his dad yeah and and then fucking they find the rabbit 
oh my god you're just like i'm watching this motherfucker this Dude. terrible human being needs to be shown some comeuppance he is good a man of writing villains oh so good um it's all right uh I'm, i guess i'm not really getting off the point am i because the name of the whole show is straight to the point completely off topic so right probably fine um <laughs> so you haven't worked with anybody else though um on these creative projects do you do you kind of would you would you welcome that or is it kind of like this is really a thing for me and i like that it's my time and my imagination probably more the latter like i, I don't have a problem working with other people but i'm also not taking any more fucking side projects on until i clear my plate of the ones i already took on the j row asks Ask him if he's ever tattooed in a funeral home. If he hasn't, I can make it happen. Thanks. Oh, I would absolutely be down for doing that. I've never done it yet. Hey, Ro. Tattooed in titty bars. So uh -huh. let me add a funeral home to it as well. Tattooed in a church yet? Uh, I haven't. Okay. Um, Stevie the Goblin asks, ask if he feels robbed of a victory. This is twice now that he made the final and got shafted. Is he bitter or is he satisfied with what he did? Oh, I'm pretty fucking bitter. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I definitely should have done better in season 14. Like when I get kicked first out of the finale, I was like, man, I should have been up there for at least top two. And I wish I'd see. I'm so disappointed that i didn't get all my binging done yesterday to see how you were eliminated because oftentimes to be honest those finales they go shitty as fuck for at least two of the contestants if not um matt oba i remember this is the last time i was ever invited to anything ink master <laughs> my friend matt oba is on stage uh at the finale and they're like okay we're gonna open this up to twitter viewing uh you know voting now and at that moment, you realized just what a crock of fucking shit that Twitter voting was. Uh -huh. And and now I need to take an aside from this, too, and say, and then at that moment, I also realized what a crock of shit the Twitter voting on my behalf then was uh -huh. and, and and was really dismayed. Like, maybe they don't really love me. Maybe they were just, <laughs> you know, fools like uh, like some stormtroopers that are told these aren't the droids you're looking for right but so twitter goes on and they're going to vote for matt obah or they're going to vote and they cut to a commercial immediately like so we're going to open up voting and they never showed like they we knew that voting was going on now but they hadn't showed any of the tattoo yet that was to be voted on yeah so Matt obah gets kicked off by the time we come back to oh twitter you've all voted matt goes home Nobody's even seen his fucking tattoo. I was wondering how that shit worked, too, because I saw those seasons and that live voting thing just seemed weird as a bizarre mechanic. Like, how does it actually function? Right. And there, there's rules and regulations governing these kinds of things. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie called Barton Fink back in the day. Yes. John Goodman. John was in yep. And Turturro. And uh, so you're familiar. So at that point, they made rules. So that things would have to have a, a or a lack of bias or a certain objectivity to them. And then that makes me think, how would because this is a game show of sorts. There's a competition here. So how does that work into it where someone like Matt Oba is so unfairly taken out of voting when it's obviously or, or seems unfair? 
Right. If I, they say this is a popularity contest and not a talent contest, then it's completely fair. Right. Right. I mean, that's kind of what it is, though. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. as much popularity contests about your personality as it is about your tattooing. And that's where I really get dismayed because I benefited from it so much and realized at some point has nothing to do with your talent, Kyle. They just really like that blonde skunk streak they put in your hair. Pretty much, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why I do as well as I do on the show is because I'm a big personality and I know, I know how to turn it on for TV. I think you do a great job of that. I, can't take anything away from your your talent though you are amazingly talented ted Schwartz. and that's one thing that i have to give hats off to these seasons that kept coming one of the reasons that made it hard to watch was to see critiques go against tattoos that are so much better than i feel i could create myself or would create in those same circumstances and then to see um the judges take their turns shitting on them in many times but you see what you begin to look through is like, this is contrived. He's quiet. You want him home. That guy's loud. He needs to stay. We already know where this is going. It's not about the art. Right. I can neither confirm nor deny that is the case. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coriander Fox asks regarding the final of season 14. I'd like to know what he thinks of the judges critique that his back piece should have been more dynamic. Does he feel that was a weird critique or a style bias slash preference? I personally loved that he did more of an illustrated piece. Oh man. Yeah. I got my critique on it was actually really favorable. Like they loved what I did and uh, it's cool. Like it's dynamic as fuck. And they say that I should have had one bigger, large focal point instead of Mm -hmm. doing what I do, which is trying to tell a story in a tattoo. So there's a lot going on in it. Um, but they liked it. I liked it. I think the big problem was that I didn't fill up a full back. I only had 24 hours in two sittings. So I knew how much I could do. I wasn't trying to bite off more than I could chew. Wait a second. I, 24 hours, two sittings? Two back-to-back 12-hour sittings is what we did for our finale back pieces. What the fuck? Yeah, I've never... It was fucking brutal, dude. Like, it, how even... Did the, how, the canvas. You gotta find... That's a special person. Yeah. Uh, not even a special person. Like it's, it's, it's hard to even coax them into sitting that long. Like most people sit for three, mm-hmm. four hours. You're good. Sitting yeah. three times that 12 fucking hours is hard for anyone. And we're feeding and for them you? glucose tablets hard for okay. us. It's hard for them, you know? So you're not just managing your own self on what you can get done. You're having to manage your, your canvas and keep them sitting there comfortable so you can work. For what about heel time before the before the reveal? Was there any, or were these fresh tattoos there? There, there was there was none. It was two back to back twelve hour sittings, and then they're critiquing them raw, like fresh tats. Oh my god! Yeah, there, there's a lot wrong with that, really. But so I, like, I don't think, dude, it was like I will I will never do anything like that in the real world. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think it's been done there. Like, there's no way that any tattooer can do their best work in a situation like that. And on something that's so important on a tattoo as a back piece. Correct. And then to me, there is always something about these pieces are healed and now we're judging them. Whereas before there's a lot of speculation. It's like, well, that's black and gray looks really dark. Well, you know, 20% of that's going to lighten up. So let's not forget about that. And they're like, oh, will it, is it going to lighten up? That's what they all say. 
You're like, but it does. You. Yeah, like but tat- it does. Gonna, yeah, like and that's what like if you're tattooing for longevity, you know how it's gonna how it's gonna look fresh or how it's gonna heal. And that people normal people don't know that. They don't take that consideration when they're looking at it. If they're just like, oh that tattoo's so dark. It's dark right. now, but it's not gonna be dark two years from now. All right. I had um uh, an instance where during the critique originally they tell me that the tattoo I did it looks too dark in the mouth in different areas like it's just too dark and then this guy wants to come back on redemption and what's his and I told him at that time I'm like well of course it's black and gray so it's going to lighten up 10 you know 20 to 30 percent from where it's at now and they're like oh is it gonna and they made fun of me like they had heard it so many times yeah it's gonna lighten up (laughs) like they they literally do this but it does exactly Then I find myself on um, Redemption interviewing with Navarro and he asks me, you know, what I think might have went wrong with the tattoo I did. And I'm like, well, remember when I told you it was going to lighten up? (laughs) And and he's like, yeah, we're here because it lightened up too much. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You probably don't. I mean, I know that these are all words that you're being fed by the production company. Anyways, you probably don't remember laughing at me about that very thing. But, you know, obviously I remember it, it still sticks in my in my craw yeah. today, you know, I have like, nightmares about it. Yeah. The, the um. Anyways, moving on. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask you a question from Sharknado three. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting that way wrong. Sharknado three not shark but shark as in um oh it goes horribly wrong yes anthony michaels i'm pretty sure he posts on here and has answered hella questions meaning on reddit and if you guys ever want to ask any questions to me or anybody else that's a good place to start uh he answers hella questions on reddit could be worth a search all right that's not a question at all i have no idea why i read that moving on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lazy underscore turtle 18 asks will you will you be tattooing at any conventions i already know the answer to that is yes can you give us some of them that you might be at though uh i got uh philly coming up in a couple weeks into january dc is in february baltimore is in i don't know what the hell is baltimore march i think and i think then, you're right and then tattoo the Lou in st louis is in may that's all i got lined up now right on i'll I'll be seeing you at least two to three of those um so if you guys are wanting to show up in any of those places do and come by and say hi yeah oh yes selfies keep us relevant that's what this is only reason i got a podcast (laughs) yeah tag me in it (laughs) death o asks are you interested oh is interested on your take on the recent season, the judging change up and where he sees the show going from here. And I guess he's talking about the judging change up of Ami James, Nico Hurtado and um, Ryan, Ash, Ryan Ashley, uh, as well as I'm guessing Joel Madden. Correct. I, I love them as judges. They were fucking awesome. Those, those old dudes, man, Oliver and Chris, they would kind of be up there to tell you how much your shit sucks and then move on to the next guy. Nico and Ami, they were giving you a lot of constructive criticism, telling you a lot of what you're doing right. And they say, hey, this is what you did wrong, but this is how you should do it next time and actually helping you with your tattoo. Wow. So, yeah, that was something. They took it very personal, which was really cool. The old judges, um, I remember Nunez actually saying several times, we're not 
telling you how to do this. He would actually always say, he would just say, this is what you did wrong. We don't want to teach you or the viewing audience. It seemed like they had such an idea of the hierarchy of apprenticeships and stuff that they felt that any information that they disseminated to their viewing audience about tattooing's technical abilities or technical application, excuse me, was somehow kind of kind of forbidden or, or shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, that's and, that uh, old school mentality, you know, it's all yeah, word of that, mouth. that destroyed our ability then to take criticisms from them at times. Um, I remember that I had the most accurate portrait on accuracy day for portraits. Unfortunately, however, they told me in the critique, it's the most accurate. Unfortunately, it's also the most unappealing. I'm like, so how does this work? <laughs> yeah, right. It's accuracy day. So do I win? No, Kyle, you're not. You're actually in the bottom. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's but. how it is. So, But yeah, I like I like the new guys a lot, man. And I hope they stick around. It was cool getting those critiques from them because it felt like they cared. Joel uh, Madden. I'm not too familiar with him. He's not from Blink-182. He's not from Sum 41. He's from... Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. There you go. <laughs> I knew it was some, some band I hadn't heard. But he is a huge fan of tattooing and the show, right? Yeah, and he's a super nice guy, too. Like, I, I got along with him really well. Compare him to uh, the former, then. Compare him to Dave Navarro's. Uh, your, own, your experiences. I mean, Oh, man, it's hard to compare anybody to Dave Navarro, well, man. I, I love let's give dude. it just your experiences between the two. Which would you, uh, did you enjoy more? And which was maybe um, more engaging? I probably enjoy Dave more, man, because Dave, Dave was fucking funny. And that's what most people don't understand about Dave, is that he's very quick-witted and uh, clever with how he talks. Joel, you can tell, like, he was new to this. He's still getting his legs. He wasn't, he wasn't there just yet. I follow. And Joel also came up. It is Joel, right? Or is it Joe? Joel. Okay. He came up um, under a different. So like uh, if you go back to Jane's addiction days, that's like what? Um, 98, 2004, something like that. I'm guessing. Right. And then good Charlotte. Were they even a band at 2004? So wow. I, I guess what I'm comparing here is the decadency of the Jane's addiction days to as a contrast to the decadency of coming up in the more possibly sober good Charlotte days. Like we're a punk rock band, but yeah, we don't do drugs. You know, that's just not our thing. You're like, what the fuck? If you're not a straight edge band, then I don't know. Good Charlotte might be all high on shit. I know that Dave had his time with drugs. And during that time, there was a certain amount of decadence around Hollywood. So I'm wondering if there is a difference in, in, um, in their own upbringings in that, that would make Dave seem more experienced and more, uh, you know, personable. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good okay. idea though. Shit. I mean, yeah, I guess Dave is more experienced, I guess, in life in general, because he's been in that spotlight a lot longer. All right. And he's, he's been a, to AA, I think a bit more or NA. I don't know. Right. I do know that uh, I, I do know that he has been because he's now sober. I don't know right. about yes. Joel. I guess is the only thing I ask. Um, H O H V E two comp. I have no idea what is an H O H House of Hills House of. Oh well, fuck it. Eight machines minimum opinion on both the judges panels. 
eight machines minimum? Yeah. Uh, if you remember, there was a time when uh, is on season three that Mystical Mike said Shows a little he, one machine or something. He right? had one machine. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, to to answer, he's um, Oliver says. Uh, or a little racist Ali, as I like to call him, says, I never leave the house without at least eight machines minimum. Oh, yeah. Christ. I think I leave. I think I use two. I have two machines. <laughs> Things idea. have changed. Yeah, Technical abilities change. Yeah. I think judging panel, too. That's what I do like about the judging panel that I see it now is before Oliver and Nunez were always just fucking characters to me. I mean, not that they're not people that I didn't look up to, especially uh, Ali, I looked up to for a long time. And honestly, I even I really respected Nunez uh, after going on the show and, and prior to the show because of uh, the one day that he fought for an, a contestant who had no tattoos, but his tattoo was better than the tattoo that uh, Sarah had done that day. And he's like, no, that guy should stay here. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have tattoos. This is about the work he did. I always admired him for that. Yeah, uh, I always admire Ali because of his long history in it. And I used to see him around at tattoo conventions. However, um, your opinion on, or my opinion on those guys, I'm sorry to not ask you, I guess, but I do want to hear your, your thoughts on it. Being that both of those guys were older style, loyal to the coil type tattoo artists that can't see anything outside of their box and almost don't even want to for fear of it changing their perspective and then having to change their uh, opinions to people like um, Nico, who was using one of the earlier users of rotary tattoo machines. Um, and and of a style that is not approved of by the traditional style tattoo artists who believe black lines, black shading, color, done. One third open. In this, my when I saw them have new judges, despite how I might feel about any of them, not really knowing Joel, um, I was I thought that was a step in the right direction. It's a step in a huge right direction, yeah, especially. I was really impressed with Ami James was saying how he uses the new pen type rotary machines because they're just easier to work with. They're better on your hands they're better on the tattoos. So hearing an old head like that, yeah. I, the new shit was like, Oh my God, finally it's getting, I wouldn't expect that. That is, that is yeah. really interesting. That's cool yeah. too. So in your experience with Ami, I, I always get the idea that he's going to kind of be a hard assed kind of a dick. He's fucking funny, dude, man. He said so much like off color shit that they couldn't show on television. He kept it fun every fucking day. Right on. Good on him. Yeah. Um, just, just talking how people used to talk before everybody was a little more cautious about what they say. Scared of platform. Uh, was, was it when they take when they deplatform somebody or something? Yeah. And they cancel them. Yes. Cancel. Yes. As uh, as I understand, that's what I need to try to be is canceled because uh, it seems like it. Anybody who's doing the canceling or working on the canceling, you guys really suck at that. Just heads up. Right. Yeah. Like you're really if you're trying to get Joe Rogan canceled. Fuck. Did you blow it? You if you're trying to get Elon Musk canceled, come on, you guys. He bought the fucking platform. You tried to cancel him on. Um. Like you're doing bad, maybe rethink your approach. That's all right. I'm saying. Uh, Glor Findak asks, "Does do you have 
an opinion on love, death, and robots. Isn't oh, that a, a comic? No, it's a um, like a series of animated shorts on Netflix. Um, they're fucking okay. cool shit. They're all great. Like that's like progressive, cool animation. They're pretty pretty far out there concepts. Is one of them? I think I might have seen one. Is one of them? Uh, an animated story about a family of ducks who end up getting run over by Sully Sullenberg when he landed the airplane in the Hudson and saved all those people's lives. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I might have seen it now that you say they're animated. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I, it, was, it was one of the most hilariously off-putting things. And it was just about a duck. Who's like, you know, hey, man, I really like migrating. It's like what I do. It's my whole fucking thing. My whole family's about it. You know, my love life, which ducks, I don't know if you know it, but they mate for life for the most part. Um, we we built a family. You know, we like to stop down it. When we're coming from Canada, we stopped down at our, some of our favorite lakes. I was we were just leaving this lake and this asshole fucking plane driver runs right into my family, kills all of us. And and he's the hero of right, the day. Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I found it to be so. Hopefully, that helps answer Glorfindex, Glorfindak, um, question at least on on my end. But you see, you you love them. Have you 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 don't know if you've watched them all? Or are there something that you're? Uh... I think there's three seasons. I don't think I've seen them all though. Oh, good lord! Is that much? Huh? Yeah. So you're too busy. Oh man, I'm always fucking busy, dude. Good on you. Um, yeah, always doing something. I I have here. My my wife always asks me to end these episodes um, with ask Kyle any question. Is there anything that you have any curiosity about my answer to? Oh man, do you get asked about the whole uh, trying to fight Chris Nunez thing a lot? Every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank God. Every fucking day. <laughs> Yeah, like Nunez said something during filming and he like, I, I want to have him. I have already reached out and uh, thanked him in, in high. And he thanked me for thanking him. I had to put it in a better reference because for the longest time I was really bitter about it. But in hindsight, like this is so many years, it's almost 10 years, maybe more now since I've been on the show. And even with my hair shaved off, people come up to me at the conventions and remember me more than they ever would the winner or other uh, members of the, of, of my cast, everybody remembers me. And because of that altercation with Nunez and while going back, Nunez said several times while we were filming, he kept saying during season um, three, he kept saying number four did better than one, two and three. And by that he was saying tattoo baby is far more famous than any of the winners in the finale. And so I know that he knew also that, that what he was doing, any bias he was showing against me was actually helping me. Right. Not that it was easy to see then. And I still really disliked him for it. Right. right. Hindsight, you come back and you're like, huh. that was a commercial that nope. that was the best thing that happened to me was him hating me or right. se yeah. seemingly. You, you think yeah. you'd ever go back and do it again? I I always say yes when asked. However, I know the 
challenge that it would be too, because the people that have come on since I was on there, I was early, you know, season three, season four, right. It's continually gotten better. The level of artistry that yourself, DJ, Gian, Anthony are all fucking phenomenal. Um, I think I could find my way around there, but again, I still don't have any hopes. I, I don't think that, and not that I ever thought that I could win. Even when I first went on, I was like, I just want to see where I'm at and see what what next level this will show me to try and attain. Right. And I would feel the same way if I went on now. I uh, talk with people like, uh, I just talked with Steve not too long ago. He just went on and he was like, same thing. He's like, these fucking kids, Kyle. These fucking kids are amazing. Man. These fucking kids. <laughs> I fucking love that too so much, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's an interesting character. We go back we, and we, forth. But God bless, I love man. We had like a like a, a joke on the on the show when he was just on there that he is the final form of me. That's I I evolved into being Steve Tess because we both have <laughs> the same shitty sense of humor and we dress horribly and uh, yeah he's he's who I'm gonna excel to be. Brother, I have had a blast talking with you. I want to thank you for keeping me relevant. This is the only way I know how to do it anymore. Hey. Um, Something, man. That's good thinking, though. Is there anything that we want to promote? I hope we got most of it out there, but let's get your Instagram and your webpage again if we can. And uh, anything else you got going on? Cool. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at creepy underscore Jason. Uh, Creepyjason.com is the website where you can buy all my shit. And then my board game is Dystopian Nights. Dystopian underscore Nights. And by buy all of your shit, are you are you canning farts? Uh what, what are you working on there? I mean, I'm you got you mean merchandise? <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, beard shavings and oh yeah, direct art and t-shirts and you wait, know, wait, beard shavings, beard shavings, sell some beard shavings in there. Are you serious? No, not serious. <laughs> Why would you want? I was like, dude, no, I just want you to corner the niche market, and I just want to be yeah. amazed that people are buying it. I was still amazed that people were buying farts with a with a flower petal in it, and I was really intrigued, but. I'm not. Is it is it sad that I'm not ambitious enough to fart in a jar? Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna start doing it now, though. Now, now that now that <laughs> it's a joke, I'm gonna take it from being a joke into being merchandise. Right on. Beard shavings and farts in jars can all be reached at creepyjason.com. Awesome. That's it. All right. Thanks for being on, brother. Look forward to seeing you in Philadelphia soon, man. Cool. Rock and roll, dude. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Rock and roll. All right. Later, dude. Later. <laughs>